0: Hello and welcome to Sunnydale Study Group, the podcast for returning Scoobies and Buffy newbies. I'm Omar. I'm Chris. And we are a Buffy podcast where we're going episode by episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, talking about life things through those episodes. But also, we are taking some breaks to do some extra credit assignments and just hang out in Sunnydale. Just absorb the Sunnydale energy, especially right now in season four where everything's changing. We're going through so many changes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're saying goodbye to some places that we won't see that much anymore when you get to college, it's a whole new landscape, and things mm-hmm. are not as they were. And sometimes you really want to reflect on the waves that are crashing yep. and the leaves that are falling in some locations that you might not see as much anymore. Right, yep.
0: more On this autumnal beach that you're painting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the leaves are crashing into trees. Has
1: anyone done that? I feel like that might be a little pretentious. Potentially, but unless you just enjoy the way that the leaf is being tossed about this way and that. you There's nothing wrong with that.
0: Yeah, there is nothing wrong with that. I know I was being so hard on that. Just so you know, next week we will be back on our Season 4 Buffy trail, and you will hear the familiar voice of Holland Farkas, Mm -hmm. who's out there in the world making so many amazing things. And I'm going to mention this a few times during this extra credit session, but could we get a hashtag going? I've been trying to get this hashtag going.
1: Which is the tag?
0: The tag is Hollywood Goes Holland. I like it. So we can get just Holland making Hollywood movies. Hollandwood. <laughs> Hollandwood. Hollywood Holland- Goes Should we Holland.
1: do Hollandwood? Uh, well, I like Hollywood Goes Holland.
0: Okay. There's something about it because it sounds like a title of something. Yeah. It sounds like Frankie sense.
1: goes to Hollywood, but reversed and without a tube. Yeah, or and like Frankie is Doc replaced Hollywood, by Holland,
0: but like uh, Holland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, I think you've got it right. Thank you. All right, great. Uh, so, and so, so what do you want people to say on this tag? Just to just to what
0: movies they want Holland to make. I've seen a lot of people tweet at Holland uh, lately and say that's uh, at Holland Farkas, and say, you know, are you coming back to YouTube and everything like that? Um, which is great. I would love so much to uh, for Holland to continue. Um, her, you know, vlog stuff, but I am on a very selfish level very lucky because we just get to talk about movies, so I don't have to wait for like YouTube, mm-hmm. uh, but what I want is for people to just tell Holland, here's a bunch of money, please just make this movie, <laughs> and so if you have any movies, movie ideas that you want Hollywood to get Holland to direct uh, or write, just tweet her those ideas and hashtag Hollywood Goes Holland.
1: There you go. Get it yep. done, people.
0: It doesn't have to be a whole thing. Like it's just idea like uh, 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 a thriller in fog or the opening scene, the opening shot from Sons of the Lambs, mm-hmm. but for two hours, something like that. Cool.
1: I would want her to make a werewolf lawyer movie. Werewolf lawyer. Not necessarily about a werewolf lawyer, mm-hmm. but a movie that involved the law. And people having to go to court at some point. And there's a werewolf. And a werewolf. And maybe not court for the whole time. It might be like a Tom and Huck kind of thing where there's like a big and dramatic climactic court verdict.
0: Wow. That's great. I like it. Yep. Uh, It's like Kramer versus Kramer, but there's a
1: werewolf. Exactly. That's amazing. Yeah. And it could be that the werewolf is... um, Read about in a book. No, it has to be an actual werewolf. Yeah, real it's like werewolf. all those movies that have, like, fake fun titles, like yeah. gods and monsters, which it turns out is about sad stuff. Have I said that exact sentence before? Well, it's also
0: about the guy who made those movies, right? I don't think it is. No, it's the director. Sir Ian McKellen plays, like, the director of, like, The Bride of Frankenstein and Frankenstein and... Oh.
1: Guess. Yeah. I thought that it was, uh... I thought that's not what it was.
0: You, I mean, it is a sad movie because he falls in love with Brian and Fraser's character, right? And then, like, something...
1: Death-related habits? I didn't yet, see yeah. it. I don't mean to trash <laughs> gods and monsters, but sometimes they name things. It won Best Picture. I learned Did that because it? when I was uh, watching the Oscars
0: this year, I was tweeting the Oscars from a previous year. Oh. I think it was 98, but I might be wrong. Or 92. One of those. No, it was 90. It was sooner than that. Later, more mm-hmm. recent than that. I was live-tweeting the 1998 Oscars, and uh, Gods and Monsters won something. Oh, great. Not Best Picture, because I wanted to save Ryan, I thought. No, it went to Shakespeare in Love. Went to Shakespeare in, It went to Shakespeare in Love, and Gwyneth Paltrow got Best Actress. hmm Which... I love Shakespeare in Love. Do you think Gwyneth Paltrow deserved that Best Actress? I don't remember Sure, yeah, that
1: movie was awesome. Okay, yeah, that's I all right. I feel like Saving Private Ryan obviously is incredible. Perhaps it is the more, this is the better film? But Shakespeare in Love was just a first, as a Shakespeare friend. hmm As a bard as, buddy? As a bard buddy. <laughs> I appreciated it. Great. Yeah.
0: Okay, well, in that case, I gave it to it.
1: Yeah, and look, maybe I was a kid, and I was like, ooh, Gods and Monsters? And my mom was like, no, that's like an Oscar movie. And I was like, oh,
0: uh, Then you watched Shakespeare in Love, and that turned out to be the Oscar mm-hmm. movie. Yep. Also,
1: Life is Beautiful came out that year. Incredible. Great film. That was, mm. It's a really good movie. And Roberto Benigni like, did his thing where he hopped on all the... Mm-hmm. Hopped on all the chairs. <laughs> it was really funny. He night. didn't win Best Picture for that? I don't think that one was. That one definitely didn't win
0: Best Picture, but I think he got Best Director, and it might have gotten Best Actor okay. for him.
1: When did he jump on the chairs and like climb he was his... I Best w- Actor? And he was just like, what? Ah! Yeah, because
0: I think that Steven Spielberg won for Best Director for Saving Private Ryan. Okay. But maybe... I did this, but I'm okay, so much. Yeah, everybody got a little love. What's funny is that Meryl Streep was in both ceremonies this current, this year's one, and mm. the 1998 one, and mm. she looks exactly the same. Exactly the
1: same. Ageless. She's a very overrated actress. <laughs> Nobody likes her.
0: <laughs> She's only been in every award ceremony <laughs> since the beginning of time. Um, so. Folks, we'll be back with a uh, – we'll be continuing uh, our journey through, our journey through season four mm-hmm. next week. And Holland will be back. Hashtag Hollywood Goes Holland. But <laughs> before that – uh, we wanted to see if we could pull up a very special extra credit and guess what? We put our heads together and we've got it. Mm-hmm. We've got an amazing guest at the end who's going to help us uh, discuss this topic, but we wanted to talk about one of our favorite locations. We're not going to see a whole lot in season four, which is the bronze mm-hmm. and the yeah. bronze has been the house of, uh, of many a fight. Oh yeah. Many an agreement, many a romance, uh, many a meeting. Many a meeting, one specific golden necklace, uh, but also it's been the house of a lot of the music that's featured in Buffy, which I think is one of the one of the most amazing characters of the show. It's yeah. sort of the the Bronze is sort of the Serenity ship uh, yeah. of of this of the Firefly of Sunnydale, and uh, as much as I would spend most of my time at Sun Cinema, I think that we would all hang out at the
1: Bronze. I mean, for sure, yeah. I would say that the it's like the library and the Bronze. Kind of cohabitate as yes. the serenity. If it's like the mess hall, yeah, the bronze is the mess hall, right? Where like in serenity, they just have a center of the ship where they pluck a guitar, and mm-hmm. laugh. With each Sometimes, other. like
0: River, like slashes Jane's shirt. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Whereas the uh, library is more like the cockpit,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Because mm-hmm. um, the
1: bronze is where they go to be kids.
0: Yeah, that's a great way to put it. It's where they go to be kids. So and let's then the
1: library is where they go to do the work at hand. To be Watchers or Slayers mm-hmm. or Scoobies. Yeah. Now, as we go through Buffy again, as we've gone through many times, but this is our most focused, researched effort in our lives, I would say, in terms of going through the series. And we really want to dive deeply into this location. And it is not disappearing. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. That it's not, that this the, this remains a part of their lives. Or I would say, uh, alert, no spoiler. Alert, no spoiler, the bronze hangs out. Yeah. But it is not as present as during the high school years.
0: Yeah. And it's also a, a really big time, uh, it's really a really big change tonally for the show. Uh, so before we get too far away from season three, which I think is like, for me, is like peak Buffy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then everything else is like this amazing mythology is like built out and everything. And uh, season three is not my, my favorite season. Um, but season three feels to me the most like high school is hell. Mm-hmm. People are struggling with this stuff. And before we get into the,
1: you know, it's the platonic ideal of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we wanted to chat about the bronze and also the music a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we kind of talked about a little bit. This is where they go to be kids. Uh, but there is this question that comes up a lot about the bronze in Buffy circles Do they sell alcohol? Do they not? Is it an alcohol place? Is it not? And the answer is you're both wrong and
1: right. <laughs> it is, and it does, but it doesn't, and, and it's it won't. not. <laughs> <laughs> and you should stop asking. <laughs> uh, no, but it, it is. It yeah. does serve booze. So they've got a liquor license. They have a liquor license,
0: um, and it's very often you'll see red cups that don't specifically indicate that they are. Uh, that the people drinking from Red Cups are only alcoholic drinks because there's a few times we see their Scoobies in high school mm-hmm. drinking soda from Red Cups. But it is a place that specializes in coffee, espresso drinks because they often get lattes and cappuccinos,
1: which is advanced for that age. In high school, I didn't get lattes. Nor did I. But you know what? I guess Southern Californians are just real cool.
0: Something about people in like the, yeah, Southern California.
1: Actually, actually. There was a place called Breaking New Grounds in my downtown oh, in Durham, God. New Hampshire. Okay, yeah, Breaking New Grounds. Yeah, it's, funny, it's just
0: right? a d- coffee pun titles.
1: Yeah, Breaking New Grounds. That's funny. I haven't even thought about that because I just <laughs> heard the title, the name of it, so many times. Uh, and there was a group of folk mm-hmm. that would go to Breaking New Grounds, and it seemed, and at the time, as youths, the more. Oafish of the lads mm-hmm. would mock the goers. I was not a mocker of the goers to mm-hmm. the coffee place, nor a goer of the coffee place myself. Mm-hmm. But people like, oh, breaking new grounds, you're gonna go and be like fancy.
0: Wow. See, the, the thing about coffee s- store puns for me is that like, you know, it's like that saying, like, you can't live with them. Apparently, we have to live with them.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, just food
0: pun. Titles
1: of a restaurant in
0: my college town. We had a good one. Yeah, um, because, like I said, for eagle-eared listeners, uh, you'll remember from last week, I made a I made a big stance that puns have to work on two levels, at least two levels. Okay. So in Isla good Vista, uh, by <laughs> by uh, in the home, in the college town for University of California Santa Barbara and SBCC, both of which were used as reference points for UC Sunnydale, uh, we had a cafe called Ivy. Like Isla Vista IV drip, and ah. that works because it's drip like coffee, but also it's like an IV drip, yep. intravenous. And the idea is some people treat coffee like it's they need it just in their body.
1: Whoa, it works on them. so it works level. Yeah,
0: so that's one I'm happy about. But there's other ones where it's like the daily grind, and I'm just like, yeah, I guess. I mean, that one also works because they have to grind the coffee daily, mm-hmm. and there's the daily grind. But it gives a bad like I don't want to go to the daily grind. That's another one in Santa Barbara. I don't mean to attack specific locations.
1: The Daily Grind doesn't seem as, oh, because it's like they're grinding it, and you do the Daily Grind, and you need and like, it oh, to. Oh, you need the coffee to deal with the Daily Grind. And it's yeah. Like, okay. I want to escape the Daily Grind. You what, know? About like the daily, what about like the Daily Bugle? Well, yes. The fictional newspaper.
0: Yes, I like that because I like the idea of a bugle
1: <laughs> announcing the news. Do you think that they have bugles in the vending machine there?
0: In the vending machine, specifically? No, but I think there's at least one Bugle in the Daily Bugle. I mean, like, the the snack
1: food that you put on your fingertips.
0: Oh, yeah, actually, probably. If they can get the licensing
1: rights. How about uh, all the pho ones that you see in L.A.? Unforgettable. Yeah. Yeah. You're unforgettable. Wait, that's not how it goes.
0: (laughs) What would be your coffee shop? I know that we're, we're stuck on this
1: coffee element of the bronze. Oh, God. Coffee shop with the pun title? Yeah. Um, coffee? Sure. Nope. Uh, Coffee Chernobyl. (laughs) Coffee Chernobyl. Coffee. Nope. Bean. Oh, beans a the one to go for. Yeah, something with beans. Bean there, done that. Ooh, I like bean there, done that. But I wouldn't call the thing that. No, I wouldn't. But I might use that line in a review of it if it Ah, was a uh, because it it would be a pretty. the coffee wouldn't be great. Mm. So you'd be in there done that. Uh, let me, come back to me. Come back. Okay. Great. Mm-hmm. Mine on top of my head, I don't think it's a good one. And it's going against
0: my whole rule about puns. But if we're forced to do puns, I'm just going to be nihilistic about it. I would call mine no filter. No filter coffee. And they're like, do you not use filters? They're like, no, of course I use filters. How else do you make coffee? You yeah, gotta use filters. What about no filter? No, that's strictly about there's no filters here. <laughs>
1: And then someone pulls out their Instagram, and you're like, sir, that's... Please. Please. please No filters. I'm going to have to check that. You have to get...
0: (laughs) Please delete the Instagram app (laughs) from your phone as you walk in. Mm -hmm. I think it would be a no-phone cafe. I think I would like to do... If I ever did have a cafe, I think I would want to theme it so heavily that it would be like a garden. Or like, you walk into like a fantasy land, and it's not a place that you're going to come in right. But if you do, you're going to have like a notebook and pen. And that's Mm. the culture of it. Not that I'm against technology, but we just don't have enough
1: spaces that are like this. Mm -hmm. What if you came in and you had to cook the beans yourself? Oh, okay. Like there was sort of like an active, like you came in and like you were the chef. Ooh, that's pretty good. Is there any places that do that? Like you enter and there's like these enterable rooms where you can like cook the food. Like, it's like the kitchens are the restaurant? I mean, there's sort of
0: like those hot pot places that you just get meat and you drop it in the pot and you get to cook it. There are those? Yeah. Well, there you go. I got to take you to Irvine. I got to go. <laughs>
1: <All> <laughs> right, anyway, so, so, we, so the
0: bronze. is the bronze serve food or just kind awesome. of pastries? They have pastries. I've, I don't believe in our research uh, that we did for this session, um, I didn't see any evidence of food. There's no kitchen. There's no mention of a kitchen. Mm-hmm. I believe they even just get their pastries from... The the actual coffee shop in downtown
1: Sunnydale. They just <laughs> they just recycle purchased
0: Pastries. boxes of donuts, and that's how the economy goes in
1: circles. Oh, uh,
0: speaking Love of it. location, you know downtown versus not. Uh, the location of the Bronze is by the uh, railroad tracks, Yep. as well as the shipping docks, uh, which were important at the end of season three, mm. uh, around innocence and all that, and also.
1: In the middle of season 2 Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, For when the judge was dissembled. Yes. An angel had to say goodbye on the docks. So the bronze is, like, uh, close to, like, the transportation hub,
0: would you say? I imagine the bronze, I have to double-check the map, but I believe also the bronze is close to, like, the bus depot area. Yes. Right? Yes. It's, like, in that upper corner? Because there's, like, the upper corner of Sunnydale, and then there's, like, UC Sunnydale. Which is like right a little bit away from that. Um, so we'll m- check that out really quickly. Yeah. Um, so. But uh, fun, just to jump instead of the stuff that you, you folks already might know. Something I was very interested about uh, to learn was that, that uh, the bronze has a direct relationship with uh, Sunnydale High School.
1: Absolutely. I mean, they host all of the major events.
0: Yeah, the World Culture Dance, right? Yeah.
1: When Great we had, dance. Uh, when Empata was... Yep. She came right off of the... The bus. The bus station.
0: Or did she? She didn't, right? She actually was shipped separately to the museum.
1: So... Has some conflicting map formation.
0: Yeah, we just pulled up a map, and the map formation is... Uh, because like, it quite makes sense. It's
1: conflicting. So the bronze is somewhere in Sunnydale. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, direct relationship with the school. Um now. Did you have a place that like your school would rent out? That my high
0: school would rent yeah. out?
1: No. We never had any Did anything you have a place comparable sorry to interrupt, but also did you have a place comparative comparative, comparable to the bronze? Ah, that's a, okay, that's a great question. So
0: um and I wish I remember the gentleman's name, but there was someone who I know. Ne- oh, God. I could, you know what? I'm going to find it out, and I'm going to mention it. I'm going to writing it. This is a little behind-the-scenes action right here. That's oh. a pen click.
1: Yeah.
0: And then you're going to hear, look up music man, because I want to make sure I get his name He's exactly a what? right. He's a what? Music man. He came to our town. He said he was going to sell musical instruments. <laughs> then he didn't, and he fell in love with the librarian and said, I'm going to stay. <laughs> pen closed. Um, <laughs> and did you get any instruments? No, but we got a monorail. It was a very mixed, <laughs> very mixed reference um, <laughs> that he was going for. Uh, but what we, we used to, as high schoolers, we used to go to local concert gigs um, that a gentleman in the Bay Area was running. And so I, got, I was introduced to my favorite band back in high school, the Velveteen, who are now like, internationally famous. Oh, wow. And so we'd go to Menlo Park. There was a concert hall in Menlo Park. It was like a, the community center. Formed that, mm-hmm. and then you could buy like sodas and Gatorades for a dollar. And we also had the Los Gatos outhouse, which was right behind Los Gatos High School. Uh, so those were two places that we used to frequent. And there was a few other. There was like the uh, the gas light in Campbell. Sorry, this, this is the shout out to all the San Jose and Bay Area kids. Uh, that was another place I believe is now closed. But they were all that sort of, there's a a hall that you can watch music in and dance to, uh, and there's live bands. And then also just around the corner there would be stands that they were selling stuff to help fund Mm -hmm. the operation. But a lot of it was volunteer-based. It's where you met a lot of cool people. A lot of my formative memories are at one of these locations. So as much as my high school didn't have... Uh, a bronze mm-hmm. I would say that I personally had a Collectively I had a bronze All With right. these few locations Very cool Yeah
1: It was a collective bronze A lot yeah. of them were like theaters Like converted theaters or community centers mm, We definitely did not No No If I was going to a concert I had to like drive to Boston To Boston
0: How, how long was that drive? Hour Because I think I accidentally Popped into New Hampshire And I got lost in Massachusetts
1: That's Yeah I mean, we're, we're not exactly on the border so yeah, it would have. You could have swooped in. We, and out. I think we
0: missed a few exits, and then it was just like, I think we're in New Hampshire, and then we turn around. And it's like I don't know if we're New Hampshire anymore.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we probably were and weren't, but yeah, there was. Um, sometimes the I lived in the town where UNH was. Mm-hmm. If anything, I my I perhaps had a UC Sunnydale type experience as a kid, but not when I was attending the college. But yeah, so there was the Whittemore Center, which hosted the sports events, and ah. also like. Then it was a stadium concert, so it was, like, Godsmack.
0: Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know those, like, nice, intimate Godsmack commercials? All (laughs) acoustic, covering T and Sarah songs. Uh, I haven't talked about Godsmack uh, in a while. How about in college uh, when you were in New York?
1: Uh, Not a set... Place. No. You know, it was the campus stuff. There was our restaurants and our eateries. But no specific. And, and maybe like a bar that we would go to a Sure. But no set kind of place that was ours. Though we did live right next door to the New Eureka Poets Cafe. Ooh, that's cool. Which was a very cool place. But it wasn't necessarily bronze-ish. Right. Mm-hmm. At UCSB, we had a place that was, used to be called The
0: Pub until the university it was like, we can't have a place called The Pub that taxpayers are paying for. Mm-hmm. So it became The Hub. <laughs> uh, and you could go down to The Hub, and uh, there would be concerts there. I saw stars there. Uh, a few other bands played there. Um, a lot of bands played there. And that was a place where there was one restaurant that had beer. Mm-hmm. So you could, you could drink, but it was kind of like The Bronze in that way, where it's mostly coffee and like pastries and stuff.
1: Okay, great.
0: Um, but it didn't feel exactly the same, I would say. Mm-hmm. There's something very special about the bronze that we've been looking for,
1: even in L.A. Mm-hmm. Do you remember, now we may have brought up this event on the podcast before, but the Across the Weedonverse event. Yes. Where I met Steph Woodburn. Yes. Star of Lurk. Mm-hmm. Have we talked about Lurk yet? Should we talk about Lurk?
0: We mentioned it briefly, but I think now it's now all it's official, out.
1: official. We can talk about it.
0: Well, maybe we'll, we'll mention on, on the list. Uh, Yeah.
1: Yeah. We'll definitely mention that. Anyway, Steph Woodburn, who's a Geek & Sundry host, she plays Malaka Frey in the film Lurk. I met her at this event. Um, I met Monica, our artist friend Monica, at that event. It was a Whedon-themed burlesque event that Pixel Drip was putting on, I believe. And they outfitted a bar to be the Bronze. That's right. That was great, and it felt very bronze-ish. It did. It did. So, that one definitely did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I remember there being rafters in which I never remember if I've already said things on the podcast. We had so you many conversations up there. No, that I was hoping that Giles that they like hired a Giles.
0: Oh, just to watch over everyone, just to
1: like so you can go up there one? and he would just like interact with you. I'd love that if you have like interactive Buffy improv performers. I would. I would. I would play that role. Yeah. If we ever
0: do that again, Mm -hmm. or if not we, but if that's a thing again.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, And again, if you haven't checked out our banners, please do so. Uh, We've got new art by Monica.
1: Um, Monica Magania. And it's great. It's us in the library. It's us being study buddies. It's us peeking over the shoulders of the Scoobies. (laughs) But yeah, the bronze. So, how would you describe, if you had to use average words to describe, The bands at the Bronx. Industrial (laughs) post-goth.
0: Every so often there's like some surfy bands and stuff like that and like some that like lean more towards the Bjork end of the spectrum. (laughs) But uh, industrial music was a big thing when Buffy was on television. And I feel like they definitely capture that. And it's sort of these like, not necessarily purposely dissonant, it's not like a Pixies dissonance, Mm -hmm. but just sort of harsh, raw, Sounding um, inorganic noises, uh, and then maybe some like elongated notes, right? Mm-hmm. That aren't like staccato. It's like very, like, we'll go on for like a little bit to sort of sound a little bit more like wailing and such. Mm-hmm. And then why do you
1: think that. Sorry, my roommate is we'll get what getting down. trash. Oh. Oh. There are a lot of things in his hands. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. I remember he was carrying a lot of stuff. Now, why does that music so perfectly represent the era that Buffy lives in and the kind of American youth angst, perhaps, that what was a, being represented at that ooh, time? What a good question.
0: Uh, That's a really, really good question because it's perfect, right? Like I feel like tonally it really hits on it, Um, which is funny because the the Buffy theme, um, you know, by Nerf Herder is kind of beachy yeah it's a punk song it's, it's got the dun, 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 right like it's yeah. got like some hi-hat action going mm-hmm. and everything like that uh, it feels a little dancey and it's very perfect because the intro images you're seeing are all these very dark but if it was super if it had a very like I don't know like dark angel intro music mm-hmm. I feel like that would make it too much in it where and you lose that buffy flair right um, though the theme of
1: angel that band has played the bronze that's true mm-hmm. that's very true darling violetta yep yeah. Um, that's true That's a great yeah, that's a great Crossover right there Was it industrial Post-Goth Industrial post-Goth Is how I would describe What does that mean Is post-Goth Does it mean like Someone was a Goth And then they decided To not be a Goth Okay here's the thing About like So they've got that Sort of Dark. Oh, I don't think it's like there after
0: goth, but I feel like gothy music. And correct me if I'm wrong, because I probably am. So please just correct me. Um, is I feel like to me when I think of like goth goth stuff, it's a lot of like bands that came just before the Cure
1: mm-hmm. and Inspire okay. the
0: Cure and the Smiths. Those guys I think are a little too to sound very pretentious, very mainstreamy. So it's like I, yeah, those are goth. But there's something a little bit after that that goes a touch deeper. That's a a lot of American bands took this, like, British uh, despair and then made it our own, where it's almost like this conscious despair that we have some sort of agency in, which is interesting. Um, And I think that's an important thing, is, like, the music of the bronze flips what happens in the intro, where it's Mm -hmm. beachy music and happy music over very dark
1: images of spiders crawling out of books and stuff like that. I mean, it's happy, but it has an overtone of... I mean, it's a minorish. It's, yeah, it's, and, yeah. A, it's a minor chord, and it's song. also just like the purpose of the intro is just like we're going to kick fan butt. Yeah. like it's like
0: there's darkness, sure, but we're going to kick its butt.
1: Y- yeah, it's heroic. Exactly, it's, not, it's uplifting. It yeah, the nerf herder theme lets you know that you are faced with danger, but that you're inspired. You're a superhero. To destroy it. Yeah, yeah,
0: Buffy's a superhero. Mm-hmm. Whereas um, the music of the bronze, the bronze, I think, is a very American high school ideal idea. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, we all hang out, we're cool, we dance, a lot of people are attractive, people are in nice clothing, you know, Mm -hmm. it's where all the kids hang out. It's like safe, but also there's like sort of like a sexual danger involved in terms of like anything can happen, right? It's like a little risky. Yeah. Um, But the music that plays within this like very Americana idea like that place rewind it give people a little bit nicer clothing some poodle skirts you could see captain america being there you know <laughs> before he ships off um which, whereas, he, which wouldn't take him that long because it's right next to the shipping it's docks. right next to the shipping docks <laughs> he can just ship off uh whereas the music that plays now in this sort of uh more in warehousey you know club feel mm-hmm. is, sad, is sad music that all these pretty people dance to mm-hmm. uh and it, to me, the moment that's the most bronze is like um, when they're talking about the lonely ones and people like really getting attached to vampires. Mm-hmm. And the music does a really good job of that. It's almost like these sirens that aren't even pulling you in, but are instead just like, you know what, actually, we're all just disconnected.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> the most depressed sirens <laughs> you'll ever hear. You oh my God. Have you ever been to this place in LA called Bar Sinister? Bar Sinister?
0: No, so... I've been to Villains Tavern downtown, which is kind yeah. of bronzy. It is. Uh, um, it's more like a Western fantasy bar. Yeah. It was
1: like a... <laughs> like a Last Stand. Yeah, it's like a yeah. Westworld cosplay bar. Yeah, it's a... But it's not. Because nobody no. cosplays Westworld. And if you should, you should stop. No, you shouldn't. Everybody be yourself. Thing. There is. Yeah, yeah, Westworld, Westside. I don't actually feel that way. It just felt like a thing to say. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> I feel like i got my riff-regan self. Uh, am I enunciating? Okay, so... Uh, the, oh, so anyway, it was a uh, Jason Charles Miller... Who's, like, friends with Felicia and plays on GM? Yes, 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 yes. He was doing a concert, and mm-hmm. I went there with Erica Ishii and, and some people, and we watched, and I was I was wearing, like, a sweater. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everybody else got the memo of, like, this is, like, a goth club. Oh, And it was. It was, goth, I felt. hard goth. But it, it almost, my friend Liz turned to me and was like, I feel like all of a sudden we're going to turn over and, like, Blade's going to be there. Right. And he's going to, like, destroy us all. Right. Right um but he did not and it was an interesting experience great it was definitely felt like drusilla would have been at home there mm, okay yeah in fact i think she probably hangs there there I is think like juliet hangs there there's something very
0: interesting about Buffy, and I think that their song choice and band choices are really great because they also feature those bands. Like this isn't like a necessarily like a CW show. Like in the Flash, they have a lot of really great music, but it's playing in the background, and the idea is like they're playing it like in the cafe or something or on a radio. Whereas like these are actual bands, and they will cut and there will be montages of bands dancing and swaying, and sort of the performance is part of their music, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think there's something about there's. This loneliness we feel And we don't want to appease it We don't want it to go away It's a part of us This mm-hmm. like melancholy Is a part of us But we We don't want to be alone in it yeah. Like we want to explore it And discuss it And so it's not this thing of like Oh I hate everyone Like I'm gonna go sit at home And like listen to it Like we gather together To all be sort of melancholic Which is something I like About like the Buffy community Is that like A lot of people do that And every so often You bump into someone who's just like I like it I don't like when to get sad Or whatever Like I any one guy Who's just like this guy in Berkeley who owned a comic book shop, and he was like, oh, after season three, it just got, like, sad, and I didn't like the show. And I was just like, no, it's, like, it was all, it it's kind of what I go for yeah. a little bit. And it was sad before. Yeah. Yeah. It was sta- It stays. All the stuff we're discussing is
1: yeah. It seasons stays one through three is hurtful.
0: Um, but I think it's something that the, these bands also explore in their music that the show explores through these characters mm-hmm. and Xander and Willow and Buffy and Oz and Cordelia and Giles. They come together not necessarily because of the happiest points in their lives. I think they find company and solace in their melancholy
1: together, which yeah. is really cool. And here we are watching a show about vampires. Mm hmm. Yes, we get our vampire siren going in the mm-hmm. background there. Exactly. It's, it's the white hats coming
0: to town to <laughs> save people in bright clothing. Um. Should we really quickly just chat about some bands that we saw in seasons 1 through 3? Would love to. The Brands, at the, brand, at the, bronze, at and the Brands, and then at the Brands. And then we've got a very special guest that I'm uh, very excited that we were able to grab for this specific session. Oh
1: yeah.
0: Um oh, you so got Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, great.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait to surprise you. You might have to go actually welcome him in. I think he okay, might be at yeah, the gate. I, I'll go get him when the time uh, comes. Let me know. Okay, perfect. I will de- I'll definitely let you know that. Um but yeah, let's pull up a list of the bands and just quickly chat about uh Just kind of run
1: through. Yeah, of course. I mean in season one you had a lot of great bands like Sprung Monkey. Yes. Superfine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Three Day Weekly, Velvet Chain, Rubber, The Dashboard Profits. What's funny is a lot of these sometimes too are like very like alt rocky Mm -hmm. (laughs) in season one. Yeah. Of course Dingo's Ate My Baby. Dingo's Ate Ate My Baby. No, not at all. Not at all. Did they ever put an album out? I don't know if anyone ever I haven't did.
0: seen one. If they did, it was probably super niche. Yeah. Uh, but I imagine that would have come up at some point. Yeah,
1: imagine that being a reunion. That,
0: that would be huge. Seth Green. Huge.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I love, okay, Mato, I think it's Cibomato. Cibomato. Uh, the they woman. had a
0: few. They had a few. Um, then we had, like, Nickel and School Hard, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, we got Four Star Mary. Oh, four star Mary plays the songs for Dingo's Ate My Baby. So that would be the actual reunion. I suppose so. I guess that Devin was lip syncing this whole time. It's amazing how they
0: get you with this. I
1: know. I know. But yeah, they've got a whole bunch of music, so we can totally
0: just check them out to keep that, uh, that tone going. Yeah. Um, and then, I don't know, we have like a whole bunch of like other people. There's tons of them. Uh, I mean, the list goes on and on. You got Lotion, do, who have, like, that amazing sequence and phases. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think the biggest the biggest takeaway, that you know, uh, is to check out Four Star Mary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: The biggest takeaway of all that. I mean, there's no... So far, so far from the beginning of the series, like, everything we just listed, for me, personally, I don't actually... I didn't really listen to those bands as a Mm -hmm. kid. So the Bronze wasn't really a music that I got behind. Nerf Herder was, because I specifically listened to a crap ton of Nerf Herder. But uh, (laughs) yeah, the Bronze, I learned of a lot of bands, heard their names, and have... Also kind of quickly forgotten. <laughs> Besides, of course, Four Star Mary. I mean... Th- and some bands that played later.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's, like, certain... Well, that's the thing. It's, like, later, I feel like there's a lot of these groups that, like, really stick out. I don't want to say anything too much. But it's like, ah, music guest this person. Whereas, like, the... Uh, like, seasons one mm-hmm. through three really feel like these bands disappear into the bronze. Like, they're in Sunnydale. Yeah. Um, they aren't... The WB brings you... Right, Yeah. <laughs> Or, like, the Michelle Grey's Anatomy Wrench. features, like, oh, that's
1: Regina Spectre. Like, that's mm-hmm. definitely Regina Spectre. It's like, hey, this band's all right. There's actually a moment in the end of the first season of Smallville, which I found to be an annoying moment, <laughs> in where the band Remy Zero, yep. that does the Somebody Save, Save me, me theme yeah. song, is playing the Smallville High uh, end of year, mm-hmm. end of season dance. And uh, and Pete turns to Clark and says, "Who is this band?" He says, "Oh, it's Remy Zero. They're awesome." And then he like very annoyingly, is like, "You guys rock."
0: Yeah, just like oof.
1: It was awful. It was just done in such a false way. Imagine anyway. if like in Scrubs,
0: like mm-hmm. someone comes in, and he's like, "I'm no Superman." Hey, that's a pretty good lyric for us song.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh mercy, <laughs> I'm, mercy. I'm sorry you had to experience that. Oh, don't even worry mm-hmm. about it. They were trying. It's more than I've done. Uh, You've tried. (laughs) I'm trying. (laughs) One specific shout-out I want to give to is to Velvet Chain,
0: um, because their music is featured in Buffy, and they actually have a Buffy EP, which I found out so excitedly about because I was at the Friends of the Library, West Hollywood Library bookstore, downstairs by the parking lot. Oh, whoa. They've got CDs for a dollar, and then I saw the Buffy EP for a dollar, and I was so excited, and I grabbed it. And what's on it? Uh, Just a bunch. So they uh, were like, we're going to write a bunch of music, including a song called Buffy, which could be an alternative intro. Um, And it's a bunch of music that they made for the show Buffy. to really capture the feeling. It's not like, this is the Xander song. It's just like music that sounds like it could be featured in Buffy, which is really cool. Okay, It's almost emerging to its own genre. Uh, But if you're really interested in the music of Buffy, there are a few different ways to access that mm-hmm. if you have any used music stores or you have access to the internet, which you might because you listen to podcasts. But there are uh, there's uh, Sunnydale Radio, right? Yep, or Radio Sunnydale. Radio Sunnydale, Radio Sunnydale. mostly
1: later season stuff.
0: Yeah. Seasons four through seven. And those are just like the uh, band tracks that are featured. So as if you were listening mm-hmm. to the radio later in, in the Buffy
1: uh, rewatch. Exactly. Then you've got uh, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer series soundtrack. Yep, yep. Which I listened to a bunch as a kid, actually, because uh, a song that I really love from the show is Only Happy When It Rains mm-hmm. by Garbage. Yeah. No, 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 Temptation Waits by yes, Garbage. Yes, that's it, Temptation yeah. Waits. I think Only Happy With It. Maybe that's not in it, but it's a great song. Yep. Um, but Garbage, yeah, that's so a compilation good. of a bunch of great music. And it's got, the cover is from season one or season two DVD cover? Season two. Right, that's it's right. It's when Buffy and Angel stuff, the Clotter ring, that's the cover of it. But Biff Naked's on there. You've got face-to-face bands I definitely listen to. It's got the Buffy-Angel love theme mm-hmm. at the end of it. We
0: got uh, music from Christoph Beck. Velvet Chain's on it, of course, Mm -hmm. with Strong. Mm -hmm. Um, And Christoph Beck, as we mentioned before, has gone on to make music for a whole bunch of things. And I believe, I might want to double-check, but I believe the music for Ant-Man, but definitely the music for... Oh, I don't want to be wrong about this. I want to say Frozen. No, not Firefly. Um, But I want to say he went on to do Frozen and a bunch of other stuff. And maybe Ant-Man, but I don't want to be wrong. Oh, well, that's fine. I'll deal with that later. Um, <laughs> so um, before, are you looking it up to make sure? I, I want right, Ant-Man. Yeah, yeah, Ant-Man is being brought back for Ant-Man and Wasp. And I, I thought Frozen. Yeah, Frozen, Frozen. Am I right? Am I just correct about everything? Yep, yep Frozen. I was right
1: about both. Two for two. And he did Frozen Fever, the featurette short film in which Elsa and Anna get frozen again. That's not what happens. don't get sick. Oh really? Frozen fever?
0: Oh, she gets a fever because it's cold. Yeah, she gets like uh, she gets a fever, and then she makes all these little snowman babies that oh, pop up. Little how, baby Olaf's running around.
1: How interesting.
0: Yeah. Well, they make for great toys. Um, before we move on to our guest, because uh, I just got a text message and he is downstairs. Oh, cool. Um, uh, I just want to also give a shout out to Kovo, uh, which is a, a location, which is an establishment in San Francisco in the Mission District. They uh, turned their cafe bar into the bronze for the anniversary night 20th anniversary night and they're like for one night we're bringing it back and they played like bronze music that's awesome they encouraged everyone to dress up in the 90s which in San Francisco is pretty easy (laughs) Um, and uh, they just like made it into the bronze which I love and I wish that more places were the bronze so Kovo if you're doing that next year to celebrate 21st and you want to break out some of those Buffy drinks holy smokes yeah because Buffy will be able to drink next year yeah I would say that our bronze is probably idle
1: hour because
0: we That's do so much coffee stuff. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and one day it is our plan to open up a, a replica perfect version yep. of the bronze. A complete like QMX reproduction. Yes. Ooh, <laughs> like, we should talk to them about that. Deal for, yeah, we should talk to them about that. I mean, not yet, but. Once we have a liquor license. Once we've got like, you know, our stuff together.
0: We need to get our stuff together. I ain't got to file my taxes. I I should probably do that first. Oh, God, me neither. I'll put it off until we get the bronze. Okay, great. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, aside from other stuff, like like, uh, the fact that for a few episodes, bronze employees had shirts. The bronze seems to have a lot of furniture because they break a lot of furniture. And the fact that it was shot in a lot in Santa Monica... Um,
1: I think we've covered up most of the stuff for the bronze. Yeah, I think we've gone top to bottom. Mm-hmm. And we can revisit the bronze again once some more special events have gone on in the series yes. as it unfolds.
0: So in terms of the first three seasons, very formative. It's a nice space to
1: play and hang out in. Mm-hmm. It's a great place for Willow to practice her acting. Yep, It's a great place for Spike to watch Buffy in the wild. Yep. It was the first time he saw her there. He kind of creepily watched mm-hmm. then planted that... Played wolf scream of the, like, there's some guy out there trying to bite someone. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. As well played, Spike. In school hard? In school hard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In school In hard. School hard.
0: Uh, so, great. So, w- since we covered all of that, uh, I want to quickly go grab our guest. Oh, great. Uh, so, do you oh, want to? here, yeah, I'll go get him. Okay, all right, there you go. So, uh, clop, clop. clop. There it is. Chris is riding his tiny horse down the stairs to go get our guest. And while he's doing that, I will go ahead and introduce him, uh, because here he is. Uh, Please, everyone, welcome. Uh, We've got Dave Copper, the owner of The Bronze. Hey. How's it going, Dave? It's great, man. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing fantastic now that you're here. Thank you so much for coming all the way from Sunnydale.
1: All right. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been a minute since I've uh, come out of the out of the town, but I, I revel at any chance to uh, meet someone who's come in and ha- wants to ask some questions. Yeah.
0: I've got. We've got so many questions. Uh, great. What I don't know where Chris
1: you? is, but I'll just continue on this to not be rude and take up uh, your time. Yeah, uh, yeah, long-haired fellow. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think he got distracted by some kind of butterfly on the street.
0: A, a street yes. butterfly?
1: Yeah. You gotta watch out for the ones on the street. I know. It's raining, too. I think he wanted to hide it. He wanted to, to hide
0: it. save it? it. Yes. Because they have to actually gather together to stay warm. Butterflies, yeah. yes. You can actually count how many butterflies are gathered together by uh, taking in their heat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Which, no. yeah. And they change their leaves. They change colors when... When they, uh, their leaves, their their wings, I mean, their wings, they turn sure. from purple to blue to yellow, and so forth. Specific butterflies can change color? They do, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I know this from a science project that I did once as a young child. That's amazing. Yes. Did you grow
0: up in Sunnydale?
1: Oh, yeah. Born and raised. Okay, great. My parents, they brought me from the uh, middle of the country, mm. a town called uh, Ru- Ru- Rupa. Rupa. Rupa, Michigan. Okay. But as long as I live and breathe and remember, Sunnydale, California, right down by the railroad docks, railroad tracks, the shipping docks, right down the street, there was always the bronze. It was before me. Oh, okay, so you didn't invent the bronze. Oh, no, 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 no. Do you know the history of it at all? Who created it? Yes, It is. it was created by Richard Wilkins, the great, 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 or so you're told. Grandfather, grandfather. Right. of the former mayor, God mm-hmm. rest him. Well, okay, he he turned. In, he was trying to eat the children in the high school. Was that him? That was he. Yes. Oh, really? I yeah. you had an entirely different, uh, <laughs> yeah, entirely different. i thinking about it. A minute, so. Hey, dude, no problem. Uh-huh. Really, I thought I, I read in the news. Uh, Wilkins did that. I read in the newspapers. That he that he fell ill, that he fell ill with a frozen fever, and just
0: no, he had, turned into a giant snake.
1: Wow! Yeah, well, those of us in Sunnydale that are just kind of on the fringes of things were very easy to feed information to.
0: Ah, fake news. Got it. Got fake it. News. Yeah, that's
1: a, a pretty big problem that's going on right <laughs> now in the world. Yes. Um, the so Main Street Gazette. The Main Street Gazette. The Main Street Gazette said front page: Mayor Wilkins dead of a cold. Not, not dead. Cold
0: dead. Like not dead. Cold. Dead of a cold. Okay. Caught a cold. Didn't come back. Uh, did what did it say about Snyder? Uh,
1: who uh, the principal? Oh yeah yeah yeah. I read the obituary as so far as him. It said that what he did was he uh, cut himself shaving. He cut himself shaving, and it just didn't stop. He what hit mean, a mole. He hit a mole, and but the mole was connected to a vein in the face that you don't hear about much, and... A face vein. Boom. Bled out in the middle of his dining room.
0: Well, this is uh, very uh, educational in terms of how a lot of stuff happens. Okay, I guess this leads me to my... You know that there is there are vampires in Sunnydale, right? Like, I feel like that's something that's generally... Uh, yes. Okay. Eventually, I... Caught on to it. How far into your ownership of the bronze did that started to become a problem?
1: Well, I noticed that sometimes on any given night of the week, mm-hmm. a group of individuals would mm-hmm. decide to kind of just take over. Take over? Like just kind of enter. The first time I heard someone, I mm-hmm. thought that it was maybe one of, uh, it was the air conditioning man. Right. And it was. And it was the air conditioning man, but then I got closer, he had this face, a face that looked like someone took a rock Mm -hmm. and hit the face. Oh, so like a little mushy, a little... Like someone squeezed it together like it was a waxwork. Got it, a waxwork, yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't a waxwork. It was a... It was 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 a vampire, a blood-sucking demon from beyond the grave. Yes. So I asked him, hey, why is your face like that? Uh... He said the kitchen looked like it was closed. He jumps at me. Luckily, he had a friend who was coming. There was a whole ordeal. They circled me. I just said, "Hey, look, I just work here." But then uh, another guy. Uh, vampires have a chain of command. It seems that's okay. very. It switches left and right. Okay. So the big, the bigger one, he said to the other dude, he was like, "You." Oh, I I just ran out the back. Sorry if that was unclear. And this was daytime? This was about 2 a.m. on a Tuesday night. Okay, so. Morning. Yes. Between hours. And it wasn't unusual
0: to you that the air conditioning man was changing, was fixing the air conditioning? It became
1: unusual. It became unusual. Got it. What I soon realized was. He wasn't there to fix the air conditioning. Okay. You seem pretty like you go with the flow. Yeah. And then, you know, what I would do is I would leave one door open and hope that they wouldn't break my locks because, look, when you run a place in Sunnydale like the Bronze, people are going to want to come in and take it over. Right. And have their little meetings. Like there's this one group of kids that comes in all the time and they throw birthday parties when no one's there. Mm -hmm. They don't get permission. Right. Everyone assumes permission. Right. So, yes, vampires, I found out about them. Eventually, at first, I was like, well, maybe it's not so bad. Right. Maybe it's not that big a deal. Who am I to judge? If I couldn't go out in the sun, I wouldn't want people screaming at me at night. Sure. But then I soon came to realize that they're actually pretty bad guys.
0: So you, you get getting the
1: benefit of the doubt at first. At first. Yeah. At first, because I had my locks broken. And I call it the lock guy. The lock guy gets there, I walk up to him, and then all of a sudden he turns around and he's got the same waxwork squishy face. He wasn't the lock guy. He
0: wasn't the lock guy. He was
1: a vampire.
0: The alleyway outside the bronze, just outside. Oh, yeah. S- seems to be a place where a lot of people can um, maybe get hurt by these vampires. Have you ever thought about maybe not stacking up a bunch of like uh, those like wooden crates? boxes, maybe not closing it in with so much chain-link fence. Well,
1: the, yeah, the the shipping guys, because mm-hmm. we're right next to the shipping guys. You're tights, right by the docks. They leave their pallets, and what am I going to do, pay my guys to clean it up? I got one guy at the bar. Mm-hmm. I got one guy at the door. Yep. And then I got to talk to the bands. Mm-hmm. I don't got a shipping crate moving guy. Okay, So and you, okay, that's fair enough. Uh, And you know what? What kids do outside of the door, as long as they they don't bring it in, I can't do anything about it. Got it. You can't legally... Yeah. And you call the cops in a town like this, they never... It just never... They're too busy busting homeless people in parks. They don't
0: come. Yeah. They do not come. How How do you approach... Contacting bands or what's your sort of general? Do you there's like a specific manager? Like the phone book, the phone book. Yeah, you just what do you look up in the phone book?
1: I look up. uh, I look up the the band section. The band (laughs) section. Yeah, I was gonna
0: say. uh,
1: Yeah, that makes sense. There was one time that that I the white pages,
0: right? Like you don't mean like last name band. Like the white pages in the phone book with all the businesses. Right. Got it.
1: Yes, in a section where it's all people trying to make a buck. Got it. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes I will just ask a kid on the street. Who do you like? Hey, what do you got in your walk, man, kid? He says a couple things, and then I look those up in the yellow pages. Got it. So he would be like, oh, I'm listening
0: to Velvet Chain's new EP. Mm-hmm. Or Rasputina. Rasputina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, that's, I mean, you're going straight for your uh, your your consumer base.
1: That's some pretty direct marketing. That's great. Well, you want the kids to come. hmm And you know what? They ain't going anywhere else. That's true. You don't see them down at Charlie's mm-hmm. on Mulgary Road. No, Mulgary no. Road's pretty empty. Well, it's the bad
0: side of town, too. So. Yeah. mm
1: mm-hmm. um, Which is about a block from the
0: good side of town. Right, right. Uh, A question I have for you is a fumigation party. You have it once a year. Oh, lifesaver. I would assume that you would just want to take care of the pests throughout the
1: year. Well, there was a time where I would do like two or three a year. Mm -hmm. Lots of fumigation parties. And then I kind of weaned my way off of it. I was looking at the budget and I was like, what if I just do it?
0: So it's like it's a financial decision. Yeah. Got
1: it. And then it was like, oh, what if I just did one a year? Let, let me see if people complain. Mind. They didn't. No, that was a pretty good. And you know, and they look forward. They look forward to the party. Oddly enough,
0: they do. That's yeah. a weird. Yeah. Because, oh, yeah. well, you have that drink special, right? If you find a cockroach, you had a free drink or something.
1: Look, let them have it. Let them have Cause it. Because, I mean, the kids are drinking Diet 7 Up mm-hmm. all the same. Costs me nothing. I got a big stash. One time, those shipping guys left left a giant stack of diet seven up. It's in the back. I've had it for ten years, I and
0: mean, they never came to pick it up. They never asked for it. I mean, with Sunnydale turned over mortality rate, I wouldn't be surprised if they just they're not around anymore to pick it up.
1: Yeah, there was there was actually a point in time where the shipping docks weren't manned. weren't there was manned like, at all. There was like four month period where there were just ships. And no workers. No no one's doing anything. It was just it was like a ghost. Wow. Ghost dock. Ghost dock. And then people kinda started picking it up again. You know right. Right now and then someone comes into town, has a has a box in the shape of an arm. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it needs to have a, a punch or two if somebody falls in the river, the ocean, whatever. Great. Well um, I don't want to take up too much of your time. Uh, oh, please! I guess, uh, I mean, I'm just going back to the bronze after this. I mean, I've got a couch in the back. Yeah, yeah. I lay there. Cool and, table. I lay there until the door guy, mm-hmm. Rondo. Rondo yep. gets there. Uh, beyond that, it's not a hard life. Great. That's it. That's still very open. It's been open since one of the first days Sunnydale was founded. It'll be open till the day it ain't.
0: Great until it's not founded. Yeah. All right. My last question for you is, why is it called the bronze? So, mm-hmm. there was
1: already a place called the
0: gold. Oh, okay, when, it was, when Sunnydale was founded. Yeah. Uh-huh. So why not the uh, silver?
1: Uh, well, we're going to try to call it the silver. Okay. Uh, we just skipped it.
0: Oh, so you we just, just sk- okay. skipped it. We just skipped it. And platinum was too much? Like,
1: platinum was too high? Well, back then... You know, a sign was a lot of money. Uh Uh-huh. Bronze is cheaper metal. Less. Oh, okay. So it's made out of bronze. Uh, The foundational core, yes. Of the sign. Of the sign of the building itself. It's actually bronze? Bronze. So it is. it's bronze. Bronze on the bottom. Bronze out front. Bronze in the back, but not on the top. That's just... Normal building materials. Got it. And I'm not a construction man. Mm -hmm. But that's the story. The story goes that there was just all this bronze left over after they built the town. Mm -hmm. And they weren't going to bang it into swords at the blacksmith shop. Nobody was into it. It was founded during like the Wild West times. So we had to do something. Let's make what was at the time a saloon. Mm -hmm. Called the bronze. Called the bronze. Because there was already the gold. Yeah, the gold didn't have platinum. If never, and skip silver. If not even a day did it stand. It didn't stand for a day. No. Well, great. Not even the suggestion to have it.
0: Well, Dave Copper, thank you so much for joining us all the way from Sunnydale.
1: I really, Copper. Appreciate they it. definitely didn't have any of that. Yeah, that's what I said. But see. now they do, and Copper keeps the bronze. Shiny. Because of pennies. Just because of comparison. Oh,
0: I see. It, so it's. As long as you're never copper. You I mean, you're copper, but as long as. Do not ask the copper.
1: Something like that. Got it. <laughs>
0: All right, kid. Thank you so much. Yeah, here's
1: two free tickets to uh, the Dingo's Ain't My Baby show. Oh, great. Yeah, next Tuesday night. But leave before 2 a.m. because that's when the air conditioning guy gets there. Oh, so he's coming back. So he comes back.
0: Yeah, usually. Does he ever touch the air conditioning?
1: Uh, I've had no complaints so far. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. So this the, the, uh, the. I think the, it's just a vampire. It's I think the it's shipping a... dock breeze, you, right? You just tell people this air conditioning.
0: Yeah, no, but my problem. I think that it's just a vampire. I don't think it has anything to do with the air conditioning
1: units. Well, you no, know, that's why. I, yeah, that's why I keep all this garlic mm-hmm. on my person at all times. That's smart. More people in Sunnydale should do that. Yeah, man, yeah, I think so. Anyway, you you enjoy yourself. Spread the word. Tell the kids. You gotta show IDs, but if you know, that can be. That could be walked around quick.
0: I would assume so, considering you have so many people intermingling with alcohol,
1: non-alcohol beverages. Yeah, you know what the kids do outside the doors. That ain't for me. But what's inside the doors is in your building. Uh, yeah, so I could get you know put in jail if something doesn't go <laughs> right. right. <laughs> yeah, that's. Thank you very much, Dave, for joining us. Have a safe drive back. Bye. Um.
0: All right, and that hey. is our extra credit session. Welcome back, Chris. Hi,
1: how's it going? Sorry, I um, I heard butterfly. In the I rain. saw a butterfly in the rain. I didn't want him. Yeah, I wanted to, to make it. sure he was all right. Did no. you rescue it? Oh, for sure. Great. But now he's kind of hiding, and then he tried to go flat in the rain again, and then he disappeared in the sky. It's kind of overcast right now. Mm-hmm. Didn't see him. Well, hopefully, I mean that's his
0: uh, his natural environment mm-hmm. is uh, the air. Right. So, well, great. Thank you so much for joining us for our discussion of the bronze and the music within okay, the bronze. Your, I'm sorry
1: I didn't meet your guest. Was he, he seemed like he wasn't quite all there. He
0: was exactly what I expect of the owner of the okay. bronze.
1: Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, at first I thought it was, like, I thought there was this guy outside. He had a lot of tattoos. Mm-hmm. He seemed like he wanted to talk to me. I kind of just sort of. Not eye contact nodded in his direction. Someone who grew up in Sunnydale and is never going to leave Sunnydale and
0: no set of contact bands. Ah, yeah. Well, did he give us anything like tickets or? Uh, No, sorry. (laughs) He did not. (laughs) Cool. Well, I'm glad you had a good (laughs) chat. Uh, Folks, we would love to know if you uh, have ever had a bronze in your life, please turn in that homework. You can tweet that at us at SSG Podcast. This is your homework assignment, so please send that our way using the hashtag SSG Homework. and next week, because we're going back to UC Sunnydale, well, no, not like last time, but we'll be returning to Buffy Season Mm -hmm. 4. We will be reading everyone's homework out loud along with Holland, so please, please, please send us your homework. We would love to know if you ever had a bronze. Um, But in general, thank you for listening to our discussion. We love the music of Buffy. I love listening to it. I love returning to these episodes because I get to hear it. And I'm glad, this is a little meta, but I'm glad that they bought the rights for distribution as well. Lots of shows end up losing the rights to music like Northern Exposure and stuff. Mm -hmm. Soundtrack's totally different. Would have really, really thrown a a cog in that machine right there.
1: Um, I mean, they would have had to at least get it for the live performances because... I would assume so Do they like, what, Does Northern Exposure ever have any live performances I don't, that are dubbed I don't remember with... any But I'd be curious to see how other uh, shows Dealt with that cool. But
0: anyhow that's the end of our session
1: uh, Chris where can they find you Hey how's it going everybody Chris Promonti Uh, You can find me at 2 a.m. at the Bronze, talking to the air conditioning guy. Or you can find me as a Montioc on Twitter and Facebook. No, not Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. You can find me with Robot Teammate on Twitter. And check us out. Uh, We stream every Friday on Greek and Sundry. I host a show called The Gauntlet on Hyper RPG on Thursdays at 6.30pm uh, Pacific Standard Time, and that is my stuff.
0: Nice. And Where or... can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Omar Najam, uh, and I'm also running some sketches for a sketch Instagram account that I believe I can share, but I'm going to double check before I do that. Cool. And I'm also on an improv team that performs uh, the second Thursday of every month at UCB Sunset in the Inner Sanctum at 8.30, and I also have a show at the Clubhouse If you want to check out that information, go to Facebook.com slash improv, and you can come see me do improv, which is always a fun time. And sometimes Chris and I, our paths cross, and we get to do it together, which is always a very, very good time. Oh, yeah. Uh, you You can also always check out anything and everything Sunnydale Study Group related at SSG Podcast. Again, that's at SSG Podcast, as well as on Instagram, Sunnydale Study Group, and Facebook, Sunnydale Study Group. We will be at WonderCon. We can announce that because Mm -hmm. it's coming up, not this upcoming weekend, but the weekend after. And we'll probably be doing some live recording there. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you happen to be at WonderCon, please let us know. We would love to chat uh, chat with you. And we'll be talking about the Buffy comics um, at WonderCon because it's a comic book convention. So we want to hear your thoughts on the Buffy comics, uh, how you feel about them, maybe what storylines you'd like to throw in there. And so we'll be chatting about that. So please come find us or tell us where you are and we'll come find you. And we also have Con coming up in the near future, so keep an eye out for that. Please go on the Mm -hmm. website, register. It is the coolest. There's a marketplace where you can just get so much Doctor Horrible stuff, Firefly stuff, Mm -hmm. Buffy stuff, Mm -hmm. Avengers-related material. It's art. It's people cut wood with lasers. It's (laughs) like everything you. It's like a fairy marketplace, Mm -hmm. uh, but but specifically Joss Whedon fairy folk they call it the sunnydale mall the sunnydale Mm. mall uh so go check that out uh and get registered and we will be there doing a whole bunch of stuff uh which we'll be updating you on shortly um so that's that's pretty much it guys you've got your homework assignment again remember to tag that as ssg homework the hashtag on twitter Mm -hmm. and we'll be back next week finding out uh how powerful jewelry can be when you are in college (laughs) So, all right, that's all. Of, uh, that's everything we got to talk about music. And we will see you next week. Until then, pack up your bags, pack up your books. We'll see you then. Sunnydale Study Group is a weekly Buffy podcast produced by Holland Farkas, Chris Monte, and Orin Ajam. Our music is by Jimmy Scavone. If you'd like to check out more information about Sunnydale Study Group, check out SSG Podcast on Twitter, Sunnydale Study Group on Instagram, and Sunnydale Study Group on Facebook. If you enjoy this podcast, please visit our iTunes page, give us a rating, and leave a comment. Thank you very much.